It's time for Cadillac on Call on News Radio 610 KOMA. It's your chance to learn valuable health information right here in our community. Now, the host of Cadillac on Call, here's Jim Hall. Hello, friends. Welcome to Cadillac on Call, presented by the Cadillac Foundation. And each Wednesday evening, we are here to talk to you about a particular health or medical topic. And tonight, our subject is going to be the word volunteers, who are vital to any organization, but certainly in the healthcare industry. They serve a tremendous role. Uh, and I know at Cadillac Regional Medical Center, for years, for decades for that matter, there have been volunteers that have played a number of great uh, tremendous services to the services available at Cadillac, uh, whether it's uh, helping folks find their way around the hospital, uh, escorting patients in and around to various service areas of the hospital. Uh, so we wanted to spend our evening focused on volunteers. So we're going to begin with Tammy Gilley, who is the supervisor of volunteer services at Cadillac Regional Medical Center. I want to point out later in our program a different kind of volunteer that serves Cadillac, and that is People of younger ages, high school ages, to be uh, as a matter of fact. And the Richland High School girls basketball team has really made a tradition each year. They, over the past several years, have done a fundraiser in support of providing low uh, mammograms for women and uh, low-income folks who cannot afford them through a, a, a pink uh breast cancer awareness type of effort and they will be having a ball game later in this week uh, later in this month of january and raising funds in support of a program through the cadillac and the tri-cities cancer center foundation that provides low-income mammograms for uh, women in need and so lots of focus tonight on volunteers and what a wonderful way to do that and so as mentioned tammy gilly is with us and she is the supervisor of volunteer services out at cadillac and and tammy i know uh, you're just passionate about the work that you do. But Cadillac, I know, with the pandemic, has had been challenged by volunteers just because people were not allowed, for safety reasons, uh, p- p- visitors or otherwise, to come into the hospital, otherwise if it was absolutely necessary. But thankfully, things have eased and volunteers now are allowed back into the hospital setting. And I know you have a, a great need, and but you also have a very wonderful stable of volunteers who are providing great service. Maybe just an initial comment about what the volunteers mean to organizations like a hospital like Cadillac. Well, thanks, Jim. Um, I think that one of the things that um, our auxiliary does is they do earn funds that they are able to donate to the foundation. But more importantly, they they really help with wayfinding. They help... um, needs in areas that we don't have employees to do those items and they save the hospital a lot of money and time and they're a great face of our community to our patients our visitors and our other um, caregivers why do you do what you do obviously uh, you're an employee at Cadillac but you have the wonderful task of of working with these people and and I know uh, it's a calling for them because not only are they helping generate funds and support of uh, services at Cadillac, but they're actually giving of their time at the hospital throughout each day. That's correct. I have, I've always had a passion for volunteering, and I've volunteered a number of different areas in our community, and this was just a dream come true when this job came available for me. Um, I was a volunteer already at Cadillac um, while I worked here and uh, participated in many activities that we had um, as volunteers. So this was just a great way for me to give back and to spend more time with the um, 
fellow volunteers that I had been spending time with already and being a support to them. They are vital to our everyday uh, just production of things that we do. So we, we couldn't do it without them. And you touched on the name of the organization is the Catholic Auxiliary, which has been around for decades. And one of the things that they do, one of their most important tasks, is they operate the two gift shops at Catholic, one of them at the main hospital entrance and the other one over at the Catholic Healthplex. And I know all of the proceeds generated by those wonderful gift shops are donated to the Catholic Foundation and ultimately utilized to, to provide services and equipment and go toward important needs of the hospital setting all provided by the funds through these gift shops. But that's just one of the roles. And maybe touch on, let's, uh, I know you're, uh, part of what we wanted to talk about tonight was you're trying to find new uh, volunteers to be able to to help out as well. And so what other kinds of jobs are there? The work, I, obviously working in a hospital setting can be maybe intimidating to some people, but really it's just a smiling face and there's lots of wonderful things they can do in service of others. Exactly, and some of the positions that we have as volunteers are facing um, either patients or visitors, but some of them um, are like one-on-one items. So we have patient escorts, both in our emergency department and our front lobby, that help patients get to their appointments and take them in wheelchairs or just help them find the way to where uh, the room they're going to visit. We have an information desk that helps um, doctors meet up with family members of patients who are having surgery here, and they have consultations afterwards. Um, again, we have our two gift shops. We have our OR Family Lounge, and that's a great uh, project that just helps keep, keep families comfortable while their loved ones are having surgery here. We and have... Um, go ahead. I was just going to mention that OR Family Lounge, and, and really for people, okay... The idea being that if someone is there for a surgery and their spouse or a loved one is in the waiting room, there's actually the volunteers provide that service as the person is going through surgery to maintain the lines of communication all throughout that process, correct? Absolutely. And then help the doctors, when they come out, find which family members they're looking for for their consultation and updates. And and then we have... Um, a book and mail and magazine cart, and that comes up not only through the family lounge, but in all of our uh, waiting areas that provides magazines and books for people to read. We have puzzles if somebody's going to be in a waiting room for a while, and that is a really vital um, comfort measure. And we also have mail delivery, so we have volunteers who deliver all of the mail throughout the hospital. So when when our mail comes in every day, it comes in big boxes. And it's sorted by our mail department, and then our volunteers deliver it to every department throughout the hospital. Uh, We have a meditation garden that is beautiful, and it's comforting not only to visitors and patients, but also our caregivers like to spend time out there. And that is maintained by volunteers. And we have music therapy. In our lobby, we have a beautiful piano, and we have volunteers who come in and play piano throughout the day. And I myself find that to be so comforting when I come down to the lobby and and hear the piano music. We have pet therapy. Um, Mostly it's dogs that come in, and they are certified therapy dogs, and they go to visit the rooms. And, again, our caregivers are very excited to have a little pet (laughs) when they come by as well and give a hug. And then we also have um, ICU and ED carts that need supplies filled every day, and we have volunteers that come in 
early in the morning and just make sure that all the supplies are ready to go. They just follow a checklist and make sure that everything is ready for the caregivers when they're ready to use a room. And another thing I know I'm quite familiar with over the years, there's two sewing groups, ladies and uh, that are that are experienced around a sewing machine that make items not only to be sold in the gift shop, but they provide an important service on the clinical side too, in making heart pillows, right? And uh, sometimes they're mending sheets on beds and things of that nature. Yes, and they save the hospital a lot of money by um, so we don't have to throw things away. We can mend them. But the other vital thing they do, and these statistics just blew me away. Um, our Tuesday group is the one that sews um, comfort pillows, heart pillows. So in the 2022, they provided free of service to our patients 9,969 items. And that would include 7,780 comfort pillows, 415 heart pillows, 76 quilts, 301 walker caddies. And those are all given to our patients you know, who need them when they're checking out. And we have had people come back years later and talk about how wonderful <laughs> that comfort pillow was. They still use it at home. It helps if they're sleeping on the couch. And it's just a really loved um, gift that's given. Well, I know it's a wonderful service. And in a moment, we're going to visit with the president of the Catholic Auxiliary. Uh, but we're visiting with Tammy Gilley, who is a supervisor of volunteer services. And, and Tammy, what's a phone number that folks, if they're interested in joining the volunteer corps at Catholic, how can they do that and what do they need to do? That's great. So what we can do is you can come to our front door and ask for an application. We can give you a paper application. You can go to Cadillac.org. And in the search bar, you can put in volunteer at Cadillac, and it'll send you to the electronic application. Um, you, can volu- you can email us at cadillacvolunteer.services at cadillac.org, or you can just call me directly at 509-942-2949, and I would be happy to get you an application. Then there is a process um, that we go through with an orientation and a um, health check. We do require that you um, bring your vaccine record, and then we just do a great orientation, and then we help train people in the area that they are interested in working in. Well, a wonderful volunteer service at Cadillac, and certainly the need is now more than ever. The pandemic impacted volunteers, I know, so if you're out there listening and have an interest in doing it, it's safe, it's fun, and man, most of all, it is extremely rewarding. Tammy Gelly, thanks so much for taking the time to be with us. We have to take our first break of the evening. Back with more in just a moment. You're listening to Cadillac on Call on 610 KONA. This program provides general information only. Any comments or information presented are strictly for educational purposes. Cadillac and 610 KONA do not endorse any of the suggestions made by the presenter or callers. Now back to Cadillac on Call. Once again, Jim Hall. Welcome back to Catholic on Call, presented by the Catholic Foundation, and we're focusing on volunteers tonight, and in particular, an organization at Catholic that has been focused on volunteers and serving the patients at Catholic Regional Medical Center for, gosh, probably more than 60 years or so, and that's the Catholic Auxiliary, and we're pleased to welcome to our program the president of the board of the Catholic Auxiliary, and she is a volunteer herself. And say hello to Penny Turner. Penny, thanks so much for taking some time with us. And we visited with Tammy, who gave us a little insight as to all of the variety of, of 
work that the auxilians do throughout the year in support of Catholic. But I would just ask, with begin with you with a simple question of why do you partic- personally choose to volunteer, and what about it is so important to you? Well, I was a student nurse at CDC, and then I was a business owner that dealt with Cadillac, and as a student in both, I went through Cadillac, and they were just awesome. And I've always been treated very nicely, and I wanted to give back, and they have so many opportunities for volunteers. Why not? (laughs) Well, what, what during your tenure as a volunteer, what kinds of work have you done there? Primarily, I sew for Cadillac Creations, which makes gifts or items that sell in the gift shop. We also do the bazaar and the raffle. So we are also part of generating the revenue. And I'm going to back up a minute. I want to tell you something. Please do. In October of this year, it will be 74 years that Cadillac Auxiliary has been there. That is truly impressive because the hospital itself has been around since 1944. So I guess, gosh, it won't be long that the Cadillac Hospital will, be, will celebrate its 80th birthday. So lots of celebrating to do. But I, but I know uh, it's important to people like you to, to be able to serve. What, what does it feel like when you see the, the looks on visitors' faces when they're aided by one of your colleagues or yourself? Well, you know, I've I've heard so many positive feedbacks about how comfortable they made people feel, how welcome, how they helped solve some of their concerns and anxiety about how can I get to wherever I'm going because volunteers are so um, willing to say, this is the direction you need to go. I'll be glad to take you there. And so it is very focused on how we can help people coming into the auxiliary, whether they're a patient or a family member, so that they feel comfortable because it, you've got to understand they're going through a very stressful time. And I was going to say, if you come from a healthcare background, which I'm sure helps you, but most of the volunteers within the auxiliary don't necessarily have a clinical background, so that's not a requirement to be able to serve there, correct? Exactly. And, and the other thing is that whenever somebody volunteers, the auxiliary makes sure that they are comfortable in the service that they are going to do, and we have training And when you say, hey, I'm good to go all by myself, we let you loose. But until then, you shadow or work with someone else to make you feel comfortable, whether it's understanding the the hugeness of the hospital or the the, uh, wheelchairs or whatever your service has, we want to be sure you are comfortable because that makes good results. In our first segment, Tammy Gilly mentioned the, the work done in the gift shops at both the hospital okay. and at the healthplex, and that those proceeds benefit the Catholic Foundation. And you want to know how much listeners the Catholic Auxiliary generates through the 
gift shops that operates throughout the year. Well, the gift to the Catholic Foundation from the Catholic Auxiliary for 2022 totals $130,000. So on behalf of our foundations, Penny, thanks to you and your colleagues, that's just overwhelming. But, but what does it mean to you as an organization to be able to not only provide that individual personal help, but to be able to financially support the hospital in such a meaningful way? Well, you know, this year it was the Da Vinci Robotics, but in past years we've helped support other programs. And what it, it's so, it makes you smile to know you're helping other people, whether they have the money or they don't. It just, it just means a lot to help people find and help their uh, goals of getting better or finding a good diagnosis. And, uh, yeah, that's, you know, it's all about supporting the community via the foundation. I was going to say we have just a couple of minutes left, but I'd like to have you touch on maybe the recruitment pitch because uh, we touched on that the pandemic had an impact on people volunteering within the hospital setting, and I know that the, the hospital auxiliary was felt the same things. Everything's fine now to be able to come back in. Maybe what's your sales pitch to someone to invite them to come and join you as a volunteer? Well, I, I, I believe it is a safe, safe environment, though I know it has the stigma of being in a hospital. You have to understand that everybody there is wearing a mask, and the benefits of helping someone you just can't put a value on because... You, you have to see the smile on their face or the gratitude of a handshake that what you did made their life one day at a time better than it was. And I was going to say, I've had the good fortune of working at Catholic for, uh, gosh, coming up on 29 years now and knowing many of the volunteers throughout the years. And there's a wall that lists the hours of service. And there are some with, you know, tens of thousands of hours and, and that's a collective, uh-huh. just that, that's a gift of love, isn't it? Absolutely. And it's, it, that's what makes Cadillac Auxiliary unique. And I have to say, in the state of Washington, we are the most unique auxiliary because not only do we provide a service to the hospital, and there are 23 services that provide assistance to the hospital on a voluntary basis. But on top of it, we raise money. And most of the other auxiliaries do not do that combination. And they've come to us, every other hospital has come to us for assistance. And how can we be like you are? And that just makes me smile. Well, and it should, and I've had the good fortune of being able to attend your state auxiliary conference a few years ago, and it's a delightful and fun group of people. And I want to make a plug for the two sewing groups, and, and one of the most my vivid memories is going by on a Tuesday or Thursday morning and hear the sewing machines down uh, near the cafe mm-hmm. of the hospital and going in and, and chatting with uh, you and your colleagues as you're doing the work. Uh, just a wonderful experience. Mm-hmm. I bet you enjoy it, don't you? Oh, yes, absolutely. And, and the thing I'm working on right now is making water cat, walker caddies a little more fun. I'm embroidering things to put on walker caddies that will be, sell, be sold in the Healthplex 
and in the gift shop to have some humorous statements <laughs> like, honey, we got it. We just don't know where we put it. <laughs> Well, Penny, on behalf of everyone, thanks to you and your colleagues. And again, we'll provide more information on how you could, you listeners at home can volunteer. Back with more in just a minute. You're listening to Cadillac On Call on 610 KONA. This program is not a substitute for direct consultation with your own health care provider. Always consult your health care provider for your specific condition, especially if you have or suspect you may have a medical problem. Now back to Cadillac On Call. Here again, Jim Hall. A reminder that if you missed any part of our program, Cadillac On Call is available on podcast. Just search Cadillac On Call wherever you listen to your favorite podcast. The name of our program tonight is focused on volunteers. And in the first half of our program, we shine the light on the Cadillac Auxiliary that has been around for more than 70 years, providing valuable service, volunteers, that is, to the patients of Cadillac Regional Medical Center. And it's a wonderful, dedicated group of people who serve. And you know what? Volunteers come in all ages as well. And there has been a group of girls basketball players here in the Tri-Cities, in particular at Richland High School over the last number of years, that each winter dedicate an effort uh, to raise the awareness of not only breast cancer awareness, but also to raise money in support of providing mammograms for women who are not able to afford them. And we're very happy tonight to be joined by a senior at Richland High on the girls' basketball team, Paige Morrill, fresh off a win last night. The Lady Bombers uh, played at Walla Walla. Paige, thanks so much for taking the time. I'm I'm sure the basketball season has been a fun experience, but are you also, um, I'm guessing, all you and your colleagues uh, and your teammates looking forward to this fundraiser that you're doing on January the 28th? Yes, absolutely. We're definitely looking forward to it. It's our tradition we have each year. Even though our season's long, it's worth it when we get to help out our community at times like this. And tell us a little bit about what exactly the team is doing. Yeah, so every year we have a pink night game. This year it will be January 28th on our home game against Chiawana. So the entire year we are selling our breast cancer awareness shirts that we design each year. And we'll be selling those the entire night during our game. We'll also have a silent auction going on during both the boys and girls varsity games. So we'll have anything from gift cards to other items from local businesses. There will also be areas open for straight donations from our community. And then at the boys varsity game, um, we'll have a short presentation from our girls team. And then we will go out into the crowd and collect other donations. And it's just a really good opportunity for the community to come out and not only support our team, but to support a really good cause. We'll have our student section decked out in pink, as well as our girls varsity team will break out our pink uniforms again. So all our money that we're collecting will go towards helping um, women in our community pay for mammograms that don't have the funds. And Paige, that's quite a move by the, the girls team going from green and gold to all pink. Oh, yeah. It's something different, but we all really enjoy it. Why do you do it? Um, We do this, obviously, to help our community, but we've also, in the past and currently, have multiple members of our team with mothers and other close relatives that have been affected or are currently being affected and fighting the battle with breast cancer. Um, It's an unfortunate situation, but it's very nice for us to have a program that is really a family that we can help 
support each other and support other women in our community. So it's definitely a cause that is very close to our hearts and something that we take very personally when we go out and we ask for these donations and we encourage people to come to our game. And I, and I must say, I've had over the, the opportunity over the years to meet people like you who are just, you're all, you're all so very well spoken. I mean, does that just show the passion of why you believe in what you're doing? Yeah, I'd say we are all very passionate about this. We have a very well-rounded team. I mean, we're two-time academic state champions, so not only are we um, good on the court, but we're also really just good people overall and our entire program in the classroom and the community, and we really just strive to make our community a better place as much as we can. And I know over the past few years, you touched on how cancer, and in particular breast cancer, affects uh, you know family members, moms, as you said, and friends and, and the like. Um, but I know in recent years as well, your effort has primarily been focused uh, through the girls' team, but you've also initiated your, your boys' counterparts as well in helping with this, haven't you? Yes. Um, our boys' teams have been super helpful with helping us um, throughout Years. They help when we sell T-shirts in the fall at our football games. They'll help run tables um, to sell shirts during the actual pink night as well as go out and get donations. So it's mainly our girls' program that is putting this on and going out to businesses and getting donations, but it is a whole Richland High basketball program effort. Well, you are to be commended, and I think I want you to touch on one quite thing. You know, the Tri-Cities is one big community, at least in my mind, but I also know there's some pretty pretty intense rivalries, and I know one of your most uh, fierce rivals is the Chihuahua Riverhawks, which is your opponent that night, but I'm sure you'd welcome them to participate in this effort as well. Yes, of course. No matter what rivalry we have, we are all one community together, and we will take any support that the visiting team wants to give, and all the better to have a rivalry game on a night such as that to really kind of amp up the energy and get people in the giving mood at halftime, but it'll be a really fun game. Well, Paige Morrow, a senior on the Richland High girls basketball team again, their annual Pink Night, which will raise funds in support of the mammography program operated by Catholic Regional Medical Center's foundations of both the Tri-Cities Cancer Center and the Catholic Foundation. The proceeds benefit mammograms for women who are unable to perform, uh, to, to afford them. And over the years, I know that the numbers are probably well over 100 women who have been able to get mammograms as a result of the efforts of, of these young people in our community. And, Paige, you're, you're to be commended. Thank you so much. Again, that game, January 28th at Richland High School, both the boys and the girls game, their annual Pink Night fundraiser, raising money in support of breast cancer awareness and to provide mammograms for women who cannot afford them. Again, our thanks to Paige Morrow of the Richland High girls basketball team. Back with more right after this. You're listening to Cadillac on Call on 610 KONA. This program provides general information only. Any comments or information presented are strictly for educational purposes. Cadillac and 610 KONA do not endorse any of the suggestions made by the presenter or callers. Now back to Cadillac on Call. Once again, Jim Hall. Again, our thanks to Paige Morrow, a senior on the Richland High Girls basketball team, the Bomber Girls conducting their annual pink night 
in support of mammogram assistance with the Catholic Regional Medical Center Foundations, the Tri-Cities Cancer Foundation and the Catholic Foundation. And that fundraiser is happening on Friday, I think it's Friday, January 28th, or actually it's Saturday, January 28th, when the bombers take on Chiawana, and they are raising funds in support of the Mammogram Assistance Fund available through the foundations at Catholic. And we're happy to welcome Liz McLaughlin, who directs the foundations of both the Cancer Center as well as uh, Cadillac. And, and Liz, our theme tonight has been volunteers. And I know through your career in uh, raising funds in support of a variety of cancer-related services in the Tri-Cities, no one knows the importance of volunteers more than you, not only financially but in just the gift of time. Maybe just a thought from your view and perspective of the appreciation that we feel as organizations that serve health care uh, for the communities that volunteer. Gosh, thanks, Tim, for having me. Um, volunteers mean so much. You know, I, I just don't know where we would be without volunteers from our volunteer board leadership that provides us with guidance and support to our on-site volunteers who help care for patients and direct people. And, um, you know, I was walking through the halls of the hospital the other day and saw a wonderful volunteer that was delivering from inner office mail. So just, I mean, even just keeping our essential day-to-day operations going, uh, volunteers are critical to healthcare. They're critical to nonprofits, and they mean so much to the patients that we serve. And also you lead uh, foundations that receive funds from a variety of different uh, community groups uh, in addition to individual donors and corporate donors from throughout our region. But when you hear of high school kids that are teaming up and have for a number of years to raise funds to be able to provide mammograms for women who can't afford them, how does that make you feel and, and what, what kind of statement does that send? I mean, just how amazing. First, I have to say go Bombers because as a former Richmond bomber, I got to throw some support for the bombers. But um, it's amazing to see how many young philanthropists this community has, and it's really just a direct result of the incredible giving nature of of the Tri-Cities. So to see young people understand the importance of caring for others and giving of their time, treasure, and talent to Uh, raise funds to potentially help save a life through a mammogram is pretty humbling and and honestly quite amazing. And definitely have to just say a thank you to, you know, parents, guardians, the teachers, the principals, um, these role models that help inspire these kids and support them to to really be able to do this. I think anytime we see kids get involved in philanthropy, I think that just really gives us a hope for the future and and to know that um, philanthropy is just one of those kind of things that will just continue on and on for generations. And we see those examples every day, don't we? I I, I can recall, you know, you touch on, you know, we're focusing tonight on the Richland High Girls team, and it's a pink night in January, but obviously we know the awareness, especially in October, and other schools throughout the the Tri-Cities area are doing these same kinds of efforts as well. And so I guess that I tee that question up, and I I teased Paige about that a, a moment ago, uh, that uh, they play Chiawana that night. So this is more than just a Richland High fundraiser. This is something that can spread throughout the Tri-Cities. Yeah, absolutely. It's so great to see the high schools partner up and collaborate um, during a time when there's a lot of competition, you know what I mean? I mean, they're in a highly competitive sport. Um, but then to see them kind of turn 
and collaborate to support women in our community that are in need of a mammogram and to support, you know, our amazing hospital um, and the clinics uh, like the cancer center that we have as part of our Catholic family. I just think that that's um, really tremendous. It's great. And um, it's great for them to really see the people that they're impacting. I, I always think about, and Jim, you know this, you know, in, in all of the, the people that come to visit us in our foundation offices and make gifts, you know, like, you know, young kids bringing their piggy bank money or lemonade stands or just all of those kinds of things. It's just, it really is incredible to see them thinking about others um, and looking for ways to give back. And it is the end result. It's 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 very meaningful because I mean your office and my office we we work within the clinical setting, although we're not yeah. clinically trained. But but we see patients in their most vulnerable state. When you can see the the anxiety in their eyes when they come in for a treatment or some sort of surgery mm-hmm. or something of that nature, and all the more reason that to know that there is a community out there supporting them is vital, isn't it? I I just you're exactly right. I. You know, I always think of that line that people have some of their best and worst days of their lives in a healthcare setting, right? And so for us to be able to support them in that way, for donors um, to make contributions of their time or of money, um, for us to be able to support those patients who are either going through some really big challenges or going through some really big triumphs, I think that um, that's just such an incredible blessing. And really, honestly, these clinics and our hospital and the places where our amazing caregivers work are, are very sacred places, and um, that is because of that community support and that volunteer support. I want to have you conclude, if you would. I know uh, the two foundations at Cadillac, the Tri-Cities Cancer Center Foundation and the Cadillac Foundation, ha- have teamed up on a project that has been so worthwhile, and we're nearing the end of it, but that's to raise funds in support of some much-needed surgical equipment uh, that is also used in cancer care as well. But it, it's an effort that, that showcases the efforts of, of our community in coming together and I think, gosh, we're going to hopefully raise over $2 million when all is said and done to make yeah. this happen. Is that right? Yeah, $2 million. And honestly, it's just another demonstration of the amazing power of, like, nonprofit health care and, and the foundations that get to serve the hospital. You know, the money that's invested in our foundations goes back to serving our community. So as a member of our community, to know that we have world-class uh, providers, world-class caregivers, and that world-class technology like the DaVinci Robot, um, it just makes you feel more confident in the place we live um, and knows, we know that we'll be taken care of if the need arises. Well, Elizabeth Laughlin with the Tri-Cities Cancer Center Foundation, the Catholic Foundation, leading teams that uh, really are active. And, and you touched on the volunteer component of boards that serve, and, and they're just wonderful people that are advocates on behalf of healthcare in our community. I'm going to close by just giving some contact opportunities for people. First of all, if you're interested in volunteering, uh, you, we visited with Tammy Gilly with the Catholic uh, Auxiliary and the volunteer services at the hospital. If you're interested in volunteering uh, through Catholic, you can call Tammy directly at 509-942-2949, or you can shoot an email that's catholicvolunteer.services at catholic.org. Uh, feel free to reach out. Uh, they are in desperate need of additional volunteers because there's plenty of work to do and it's and as we've heard tonight a great service available and also if you'd like to support financially and learn more about the work of the catholic foundation of the tri-cities cancer center foundation you can visit tccancer.org or catholic.org foundations 
Liz, maybe just a final comment about uh, where we are as we begin 2023 in the need. Gosh, we're just, we're so excited, um, you know, as there are unprecedented changes in healthcare and we're facing a lot of financial challenges, your community support um, is needed now more than ever. And, and reach out and contact us because there's many, many ways you can serve and give and really make a difference in healthcare in our community. Liz McLaughlin, thanks for taking the time with us on this Wednesday evening. And again, the Richland High girls basketball team, their annual pink night, culminating January the 28th, home games with the Chiawana girls and boys, and all of the proceeds benefit mammograms for women who cannot afford them. Our thanks to Liz, to Paige, to Penny, and to Tammy. And thank you for listening. We'll talk again next Wednesday night.